Today on Maine Calling, the influx of people moving to Maine and whether to call them from away. During the pandemic, cars showing up in Maine with out-of-state license plates became symbols of the sudden influx of people from big cities and far-flung places. Many came to Maine to work remotely, drawn to Maine's open spaces and outdoor attractions. But they haven't always been welcomed here. I'm Cindy Hahn. Today we'll find out who is moving here and for what reasons. And we'll dig deeper into what Mainers think of newer folks and what the origins and implications are of the very main phrase, from away. Why is that term used to describe anyone who wasn't born here? Or, for that matter, hasn't been here for at least a few generations? And what does it imply about the Maine culture and sensibility? Maine Calling is coming right up. Maine Calling on Demand is made possible by Maine Seacoast Mission, strengthening Maine's coastal and island communities through education, health, and support. Learn more at seacoastmission.org. This is Maine Calling. I'm Cindy Hahn. Not too long ago, Maine was known for its dwindling population, with the country's oldest residents and younger people leaving the state. That tide, however, has turned. More and more people are moving to Maine to work and to enjoy all that the state has to offer. Today we'll find out who's coming here and what that means for the state, and we'll explore what is meant when someone is said to be from away. This show is part of our year-long series about the changing face of Maine. Joining me, April Strickland. She's visiting assistant professor of anthropology with Bates College. And Carmen McPhail is president of Maine Association of Realtors and is an associate broker in the Lincoln Lakes region in western Piscataquis County. And she was born and raised in Presque Isle. We invite you to join the conversation. Email talk at mainepublic.org, post a comment on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram, or give us a call, 1-800-399-3566. April, Carmen, thank you for joining us. So thank I'm looking you for forward. Me. Yeah, I'm looking forward to talking with both of you, but, but, but first we're going to hear from Maine State economist Amanda Rector, who's calling in to give us some numbers and perspectives on who is moving to Maine. Amanda, thanks for calling. Oh, it's my pleasure. Hi, Cindy. Hi. Uh, so during the pandemic, we heard all about these people coming here to escape the cities and other places. And even before that, there was an upward trend in people moving to Maine. How big of an influx have we seen in recent years? Right. So even before the pandemic, we saw migration start to pick up at the end of the last decade, sort of leading up to 2020. But it really took off during the pandemic. Um, if we look at you know 2020 to 2021, sort of the first part of the pandemic, we gained around 18,000 people net through migration into the state. And then from 21 to 22, we gained another 14,000 or so. Now, most of that is coming from domestic migration, people moving to Maine from other parts of the country. There is a little bit from international people moving from abroad, and that's positive. Um, it, it, that actually increased from 21 to 22 compared to 2020 to 21. And those domestic um, in migration numbers, do you have numbers on where people are moving from? Is it California, New York? We're hearing Massachusetts, I think. Yeah, that's that's right. It's it's 
usually sort of the near, near New England neighbors and then some of the larger states that we get some of the most uh, numbers from. It's a little bit hard to tell. Some of the data that we look at for that is lagging, and so we, we don't have um, the, the numbers I would usually go to aren't available yet for that. But if we look at, for example, some of the real estate numbers, that gives us sort of a, a sneak preview of where people might be moving from. Sure. And then we also often hear that the growth that we see is um, just in the older residents because of the aging baby boomers in Maine. What's happening with that pattern right now? Yeah, so if we look at the median age, Maine was actually the only state that saw a decline in the median age from 2020 to 2021, and that was primarily due to migration into the state of younger populations. We had more people under the age of 45 moving into the state than over the age of 45. So that that was a positive note for us in terms of seeing a decline in something that has been increasing pretty substantially over the years, that median age number. Mm-hmm. And you know we're talking today about the main way of calling people from away. What That's based on, you know, whether you're born here or not is usually what that's referring to. So do you have numbers on residents currently who were born in Maine? I do. So around 60% of Maine's population was born in Maine. And that's actually pretty similar to the national rate. About 58% of people were born in their current state of residence. Um, But around 35% of Maine's population was born in another U.S. state. And for the U.S., that's only about 27%. Um, So the remainder is, of course, mostly the foreign-born population. For Maine, it's about 4%, and nationally, it's about 14%. So a higher rate of uh, international residents, either naturalized citizens or non-citizens in the U.S. than in Maine. Hmm. Okay, interesting. And I don't know if you want to offer your take (laughs) on the term from away. I know that uh, we're going to hear from a lot of uh, our listeners about what they think of it. But do you have a a thought on that phrase? I'm not a big fan of it, I'll be honest. I think that, you know, we really need to be welcoming to folks. And and, I mean, if you if you think back on it, unless you're one of the indigenous peoples to the area, we're all from away. But really, if you think about the need to continue to attract people into the state, which is something that we've been talking about for quite a few years now, um, deeming people from here or from away isn't really going to help us in terms of our welcoming attitude. Well, thank you. Thanks, Amanda Rector, uh, Maine State Economist, offering us a perspective on who's coming here to Maine. And Carmen, I'm going to turn to you next um, just to give the real estate perspective on as far as people moving here. Has there been this huge surge that we hear about as far as uh, people moving here from other states? So there has been an increase in the past few years. Um, in 2020, it was like 29.9% of people that purchased homes in Maine were from somewhere other than Maine. Um, and in 2021, it was 34.2%. And then in 2022, it's back down to 32.9%. Um, and, you know, we're, we are seeing that the numbers and where people are coming from have stayed fairly um, consistent. So like Massachusetts is our number one import state. <laughs> I don't know how to how to really word that, but 
you know, most, and that's consistent. That's like 9.2%, 9.4%, 8.5% so of, of the um, sales are from Massachusetts. And then, you know, New Hampshire follows that. And, um, you know, the that has always been the case. And, you know, those numbers are kind of sticking. So when someone says to me, you know, everybody's that's coming here is coming from New York. I mean, the truth of that is that in 2020, 2.1% came from New York. In 2022, it was 2.2%. And last year, it was one8 So, you know, that isn't the, the largest number of people that are coming here and it and it really hasn't significantly changed over the past three years. Do you have a sense of what parts of the state people are gravitating towards? So I don't know that it's a whole lot different except that um, the rural parts of Maine have been getting more attention mainly because we have our, the increases in infrastructure have really allowed people to live where they want. Mm -hmm. um, so I I live in a rural area and for a long time, you know, we had dial up and, and that's all we had. And then we finally got fiber optics and, and it wasn't that fast. And now when you live in a place where you can't get cable, you can use Starlink and, and it's lightning fast. And so it has opened up you know, some of the rural markets to people who want to work from home who couldn't have done that five years ago or even right. to three. Well, I was going to ask you what you hear from people um, as far as the biggest reason they decided to come to Maine. Most people, it's, it's that they have changed their attitude toward what they want for a lifestyle and, and changed their priorities. Uh, I think that's one thing that the pandemic did for us all was it helped us to assess our the where we live and why we live and how we live and changed our priorities on which one was the most important and also gave us the ability to work from home when we need to so that where we live is not as job specific as it used to be. Right. April, um, wanted to go to you. With more new people arriving in Maine, we often hear longtime Mainers refer to them as from away. And I've even heard the acronym PFA for people from away. Um, as an anthropologist, how do you characterize that expression or that attitude and, and where it came from? Yeah, thank you for having me, uh, inviting me to join the show today. Um, first, I'd like to say that I feel that it's a term that is embedded within the logics of settler colonialism, uh, to reiterate like what uh, Amanda Rector had said about, unless you're native, <laughs> we're all from away. Um, yet, I also think it's a way in which to key belonging and insider-outsider status. Uh, it becomes a shorthand to signal all sorts of things that could be behaviors, could be accents, could be uh, a way of marking someone of not necessarily having been here for a requisite amount of time, whatever that may be. It doesn't seem to be a stable definition. I've heard people say that they're from away uh, even though that they were born here, um, because their grandparents weren't born here, they could be considered born away or be from away. Um, 
Yet I also think it's a way in which to incorporate people who are coming to Maine into the larger Maine cultural fabric. Um, myself, of being here for almost a decade and being from away, it could, it's also been a way in which for that I can connect to other people who are from away and we can, you know, share <laughs> our stories um, about coming to this place and our discoveries here. Um, yet I do think it is these uh, brings up all sorts of contested questions about belonging, who belongs here, certain economic tensions, definitely with the housing boom um, that could be necessary, but there could be some pushback as well. Uh, it seems to be a term that's very much in progress and dynamic and not at all stable. It's one that people are constantly reinterpreting, it seems. Right. And you mentioned the belonging aspect of it. And I would say that I think a lot of people who would defend the use of the term, or at least find it quaint, are saying because it refers to being part of a community, being proud of where you're from. Um, is that you feel a, a sort of an essential thing that people need to have a, for a sense of identity? I don't know that they necessarily need to have it. I think it can be very salient to people's identity um, about what how they feel invested in this place and how they talk about their relationship um, to Maine in particular. Um, I think it can also be a way of being exclusive too, of bracketing other people out from certain conversations or having certain forms of cultural authority. Um, I don't think it's a simple term that can be boxed into one category or another, depending on who uses it and when. Carmen, what about you? You were born and raised in Presque Isle. You've been here in Maine all along. And uh, did you hear people talk about others as from away much? And what did what did that mean to you? So to me, it's more of a descriptor, and I never have thought of it as a inclusive, exclusive um phrase it, it, it's a description to me it is so being from Aroostook County um I live in Penobscot County now and you know I'm not from Lincoln I'm from away I'm from Presque Isle and that's the way that my brain processes that phrase um because that's the way we've always used it um my mother was a dual citizen and she was you know she was from Canada and and came to the United States as an immigrant. And when we would see other people from Canada, my mother would say, oh, those are over homers, like over the, over the river and home is where they're from. Um, so it's more of a descriptor of where somebody is from and they're either from here or they're from away. And we never say, oh, they're from California or they're from Connecticut. They're, they, all we mean by it is that they're just from away. That that's a descriptor. They haven't lived here their whole life, and and I don't think that there's a judgment that goes to it with it when we say that, or when I say that at least. Right. Yeah. I think that um, people do say, well, it's just as a descriptor. I think um, somebody put something on Facebook. Let me see. Sheila on Facebook said, calling someone from away is true of every place anyone lives. If you weren't born there, then you're from away. It is not unique to Maine. Maine calling doesn't need to have this topic. It just promotes stereotyping and division. I'm born, raised, and live in Maine. I don't care who moves here. When I lived in Los Angeles and New York, then I was from away. 
So she's agreeing that it's a descriptor and others, I think, find it to be a very specific to Maine. Well, maybe not specific to Maine, but very um, associated with the Maine culture, that specific term. Um, let's go now to a call from Judith Rosenbaum. She is a UMaine professor of communications who has been on Maine Culling quite a few times. Judith, hi, you had some thoughts on this topic. Hi. Yes, and thank you for taking my call. So I heard the ad for the show this morning and I had to laugh. My husband and I moved to Maine from the South a couple years ago. And when my husband went to get our tags, he said, Ooh, we should get something related to from away. So both of our tags basically indicate that we're from away. And we had our main, some of our main friends say, Oh my God, y'all, your car is going to get keyed. People <laughs> don't like from awayers. And so we thought, Oh, what have we done? And instead, we find that when we pull up, first of all, people know we go together, which is kind of cute. But we get a lot of questions like, where are you from? Where do you live in Maine? Do you like it? Are you going to stay here? So you, you actually get to know people really well because they see it as a conversation opener almost. And um, I embrace it. I'm from away. I'm not really from anywhere. So sure, if Mainers want to call me from away, that's, that's totally fine, right? Um, we feel very very welcomed here. I mean, it's not always easy. Like we got our driveway repaved and the guy kept talking about hot top and we had no idea what that was. And then we <laughs> learned it meant black top. <laughs> so, you know, but on the whole, people laugh at our tags. And, and I think Mainers are, are very welcoming to people from away. And if that's what they want to call us, like I'm clearly I've embraced it. <laughs> Well, great to hear from you, Judith. Thanks for sharing your experience. Thank That's you. Judith Rosenbaum from UMaine. And we are going to take a quick break. We are talking about people moving to Maine, the use of the term from away. Share your thoughts. Give us a call, 1-800-399-3566. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Welcome back. This is Maine Calling. I'm Cindy Hahn. Today on the show, who is moving to Maine and what's bringing them here? And what are the reasons and implications of calling people from away? My guests are Carmen McPhail, president of Maine Association of Realtors and an associate broker with the United Country Lifestyle Properties of Maine. She's a native of Presque Isle and lives in Lincoln. And April Strickland, visiting assistant professor of anthropology with Bates College. Share your comments and questions. Email talk at mainepublic.org, comment on our Facebook page or on Twitter or Instagram, or give us a call 1 800 399 3566. And calling in now is John Stein. He moved to Ellsworth about eight years ago and he owns Fogtown Brewing Company and is an Ellsworth City Counselor. Thanks for giving us a call, John. Hey, Cindy. How are you? So tell us uh, why you made the move to Maine and how you picked Ellsworth. Well, initially, Maine was just uh, an incredibly beautiful and special place um, in my heart. I used to come up here with my folks and go camping. I ended up working seasonally um, up in this uh, in the Acadia region and um, eventually decided I wanted to start a business, uh, which happened to be Fogtown Brewing Company. I was in Ellsworth at the time and was struck by how warm it was, how much of a community feel uh, it was walking into City Hall. I was sure, you know, with in my early 20s with very, very little business experience, I was sure they would say, you know, maybe this town isn't for you, but everyone was so uh, supportive and the communi community came out in droves to say, yeah, a brewery is something we really would like and would need in our town. Uh, so that support uh, kept me here and I realized how much I wanted that small town community feel. 
And so do you feel like part of becoming um, accepted from being from elsewhere is uh, really tied to the involvement that you have in the community or contributions to a community? I think very much so. Uh, it was a bit of an uphill battle at first. You know, we ran into some issues with neighbors being in a residential area. Um, and the first first comments were always, you know, we've been in our houses for seven generations and these, you know, this new guy from away is coming and shaking things up and having live music and events. Um, once it became clear that the, the mission of the building of the business was really to build community and to be involved, uh, that uh, quickly helped helped uh, keep the conversation going. That's great to hear. So thank you. That was John Stein. He's a business owner and city councilor in Ellsworth. And uh, we have an email I was going to read here from Alex. The problem is when people come from away in giant droves, the average Mainer cannot afford to buy a new home. Ask the economist what the average Maine makes, Mainer makes per year compared to away. I'd love for more people from away to come, but how is one going to buy a new home if there are none? I'm 25 and have a decent job with good credit. My dad owns a small business, so we need workers, but where are they going to live? Uh, so, um, April, you talked about how there are these sort of negative sides to driving um, the term that, that there's something that people are basing it on when they feel badly about people coming from away. Yeah, and I think that certainly when there are question, economic questions at stake, uh, that these things can become much more potent sometimes in conversation. Um, and it is that question about what do you do with people who are moving to the state from a way where they might be needed for economic growth, yet they are perhaps pushing house prices beyond what local people can afford and creating these real tensions. And I think the term can also be used as a shorthand to discuss some of that or at least key some of those emotions or the, the, those feelings in conversation without having to go into a tremendous amount of discussion of what that means. It's assumed that people will understand that. And Carmen, with your experience as, as a real estate broker, um, you're seeing this happen, right? The prices are going up because of people coming from out of state. Is that a real phenomenon? It is a real phenomenon. Um, you know, our prices are up, our inventory is down. Um, and the real problem that we have is, is inventory, not just price. I mean, we, we usually have, oh, anywhere from, from um, 3,000 to 6,000 properties on the market. And right now we have less than 2,000. Um, so, that's what's pushed the price up. It's it's not necessarily that people are from away are coming and buying the houses at an increased price. It's that the in prices increase because it's basic economics, um, supply and demand. We have a big demand. We have a larger demand even within state within, um, you know, with main people moving from place to place for new homes, and we don't have them to offer. So that's what's driving the price up. Um, so I think that's a big misconception in my world. Sure. And it's a lack of inventory that's changing the price. Um, and can, you know, the other thing is, is that people need to realize that as the prices go up, um, everybody benefits from that. If you already own your home, 
and you have to sell it and you want to sell it to, to purchase another home, you have benefited from those prices going up because you're going to sell your home for more. So, you know, we try to, to educate people on that point because they're like, you know, the prices keep going up and up and I can't afford a home. But if you already own a home, you can. And if you don't own a home, then, you know, wages are going up and up also. And so are opportunities for better paying homes that you can have right here in Maine and you don't have to leave to get them. So I think that, that you know, it will, we're hoping that the market will equalize soon. Um, but for now, it's it's really a lack of inventory that's pushing prices up. Right. And yeah, the affordable housing crisis is definitely a big problem in Maine. Uh, we'll go now to Rhonda calling from Harpswell. Hi, Rhonda, go ahead. Hi, thank you for taking my call. Um, I'm born and raised in the Midwest, and I had never heard the term until I moved here three years ago. My husband was um, a Native family, so he went to school his entire life in Brunswick and graduated. And then when our kids left college from, from the Midwest, then they moved to Philadelphia. So we thought we better come here because it's closer. And quite frankly, it's a lot less expensive than where we were. Um, and maybe it's just me being oversensitive, but when I hear or am introduced or I hear that label from away, it um, feels like it's not, it's not a great feeling. It's like that um, I don't maybe belong here. Uh, the other phrase that I hear is, I think John mentioned this too, change is hard. Uh, the local people say, um, you know, uh, my family's been here for 200 years. Well, we're all from away. I loved your guest that commented on that. So just as in a new person, my grandmother, Norwegian, said newcomers. So I know there's always labels, but I, it's just a, a, not a good feeling when I'm introduced or she's from away. That's all I have. Well, thank you for calling, Rhonda, and sharing your perspective. Um, April, any follow-up to, to Rhonda's comments? Yeah, I think that that's a sentiment that I've certainly heard other people express as well. Um, I also think that sometimes perhaps this can be a way of locating somebody who's not from here, trying to incorporate them into a local main logic, um, that while it might seem exclusive at first, it's a way of understanding somebody and trying to put them into this cultural landscape, that sometimes it can be a way to connect. But I think, uh, as Rhonda just said, it can also be divisive, too. Right. On the line with us now is Nancy Smith. She's CEO of Grow Smart Maine. Nancy, thanks for joining us. Thank you for the invitation. This has been uh, interesting to listen to so far. Sure, and tell us what Grow Smart Maine does. Grow Smart Maine is a statewide nonprofit organization. We're in our 20th year. And I mean, change is a constant, and what matters is who gets to decide how the change is going to happen. So, Grow Smart helps Maine communities manage change in alignment with smart growth. That's how you keep this sense of place that's part of the conversation today. And we do our work through advocacy convenings and sharing resources with communities. And um, I want to point out, too, there was conversation about pressure uh, or interest in moving to rural areas. And one of our programs is particularly relevant to today's conversation, and that's planning for ag. And 
as we are adapting for these new arrivals and we're talking about the housing crunch, how do we address the need for more housing without creating the next crisis in farmland protection and farm viability? So smart growth is about how we get it right for the long term. And I'm assuming because of the goals of your organization, you feel that people moving to Maine is a good thing for the state? I think it is. It's, it's essential. Uh, Amanda Rector made some great points early on about um, our need to have people here. We simply aren't creating enough new uh, native meters. We need to bring folks and acknowledging that there's pros and cons. But the people who come, they bring energy, they bring expertise. And, you know, from, from running a, a nonprofit, they bring their philanthropy, both in their time and in funding. So it's about how we accommodate these people. But there's definitely value, and we need them here, whether they're workers or young families or, you know, stories recently about the benefits of having uh, retirees coming here. So how do you feel about this term, from away? Do you see it as a negative or positive <laughs> or neutral? It's, I mean, in and of itself, it's a neutral. And as has been said, I'm very pleased that, that we're hearing from multiple people about we're all from away if you're not one of the Wabanaki peoples. Um, I, so I moved to Maine in 1981. Um, and what I found fascinating when I moved here, it's not just that you're from away. We identify ourselves by where you live. When I am in town and I meet somebody for the first time, we talk about which house we're in. And then the joke is, it's not your house until you've been dead for 40 years. It'll always be the house of the people before. So we have this connection to place. So I understand the, the caller who talked about that it feels divisive. And by definition, it is defining how we are different. Um, I also, in the years that I've been in Maine, and I, I started in Lincoln, and I've lived in the Augusta area, and now I live in Ellsworth, I also have seen that this, this talking about the differences and highlighting somebody's from away, I've seen it as a preemptive strike, that people from Maine, particularly I've been in rural areas most of my life, they, they are sensitive to being condescended to or gushed over for their quaintness. Um, you know, it's, it's not quaint. It's a hard way to make a living in any of the rural areas in the world, the natural resource sector that we have. So I think that there's a little bit of sensitiveness that comes with it. Before you can tell me how I'm different from you, I need to, I need to set the ground here and, and claim ownership of this place. Interesting. Well, thanks for sharing your thoughts, Nancy. Nancy Smith is CEO of Grow Smart Maine. And let's go now to uh, Scott calling from Lisbon Falls. Go ahead, Scott. Hi, good, af good afternoon. Uh, actually, a couple of points. One is that Mainers, and I'm a native, native, uh, Mainers have always recognized that from a way quality. But we also, and this is the other half of that coin, we see people from a way as we we accept them if they are uh, coming to Maine with an open heart. So we accept the refugees. We just don't like the missionaries, the people that come here and tell us how to be. And a quick observation, when I lived in Oregon for a while, I met a guy who had a very southern accent, asked him where he's from. He said, California. And I said, you don't sound like that. 
And my observation was people on the West Coast tell you where they lived last, whereas people on the East Coast tell you where their heritage was from. That's an interesting take. And when you say um, refugees and missionaries, you're using those metaphorically, not literally? Oh, absolutely metaphorically. <laughs> yes, it's because it's, it's the, it's the uh, geez, am I built this, I got this house and this chicken farm that stinks just down the road. Well, don't buy the house then, mister. You know, that's the main way. Right. Well, thank you for calling and sharing your perspective. April, did you want to uh, say something about that? Yeah, I think it brings up these good questions about immigration within Maine, and I think it brings up questions of race and ethnicity. You know, that some people can be very marked just by their physical presence as being, say, from away. Um, and I think for many of those folks and many people of color, it can be a struggle in that regard. Um, whereas in other descriptions, uh, that I'm white, for instance, that it can be a way in which of talking about whiteness in a different way, right? That you are, are you from here? Are you from away, right? Can you be sort of, uh, incorporated and folded into, um, sort of the, what Maine is today, right? Um, and who is a Mainer, um, is constantly shifting. Right. Um, but again, it brings up these questions of belonging, of welcoming, um, that there are several places within the state who now have uh, a longer historical tradition of being sanctuary cities, for instance, and welcoming people right, um, from a way to hopefully enable them to have a better existence. Well, lots to unpack there. This is Maine Calling. Tell us how you feel about calling people from away or being from away or being a longtime Mainer. Call 1-800-399-3566. We're taking another quick break and we'll be right back. Welcome back. I'm Cindy Hahn and you're listening to Maine Calling. Our topic today, people moving to Maine and what it means to be from away. Joining me, April Strickland. She teaches anthropology at Bates College, and Carmen McPhail is with the Maine Association of Realtors. Join our conversation. Call 1-800-399-3566. Send a brief email to talk at mainepublic.org. You can tweet or post something on Facebook or on Instagram. And uh, Carmen, I wanted to circle back to uh, what you were talking about with housing. And I'm wondering if it makes a difference if those who are coming here are buying a, a home for all year round or a vacation home. Does that change the equation much in how they are viewed as Mainers or whether they're, they count as from away or not? I don't think that it does. Um, I don't think that it changes um, what your use is of the property that you own. I think that that um, people who, many of them, the seasonal properties that I sell are to people who already own a home in Maine. Um, they buy summer homes here. Um, there are people that come from other states and buy summer homes here and then convert them to year round homes. So, you know, that ends up being a positive for the housing prices because they've taken something that wasn't in the year-round housing realm and, and turned it into such. So, you know, and the other thing is, I think that that when we say affordable housing, um, there's really a, a hard, that's something that's very hard to define. I think the a better 
term is workforce housing. I mean, that's what we're really looking for. We're looking for people who are working a regular job to be able to afford housing and find it. And whether that's to purchase or whether that's to rent, um, you know, that's where our crisis really is, is in workforce housing. Let's go now to Nancy calling from Portland. Hi, Nancy, go ahead. Yes, hi, can you hear me? Yeah, sure, go ahead. Hi, well, my belief is that we are an aging state and we have a lot of elderly people and I feel like we should bring on all the people from a way that we can because we need them for our workforce, we need their tax dollars, we need them as tourists and we need more diversity here. So. I feel like we should come up with a big ad campaign to turn around that expression from away and and change it to something that would be more welcoming and make people feel like they're welcome here. That's an interesting point. Thank you, Nancy. And let's go now to Larry calling from Bangor. Hi, Larry. Go ahead. I agree with the previous lady. Um, I'm uh, from away. I'm from Chicagoland, as the locals call it. Um, when I moved here, um, I was told that I would never be a maniac because I was from away. I've been here 50 years. I think I'm almost a maniac. At least I think my children are maniacs. Um, I, I remember that uh, many people admonished me, don't try to change Maine to be where you're from, but not specifically me, but but would refer to don't change Maine. We like Maine the way it is. Uh, I moved to Maine because I like it here, and I certainly didn't try to change it. Um, Further, someone else said something about it's much less expensive here. I moved here as part of the hippies that moved because of Scott Nearing, and I wanted to buy a farm, and there's no way in hell I could have bought a farm in the Midwest but I will admonish that farmers in the Midwest are the same as farmers in Maine. Farmers are farmers. And I guess that's about all I have to say. Okay. Thanks for calling, Larry, and sharing your story. And now on the line, we have uh, Inza Watara. He's the state refugee coordinator for the Office of Maine Refugee Services with Catholic Charities Maine. Thanks for calling, Inza. Thank you, Cindy. Thank you for having me. Sure. And uh, we've been talking a lot about um, folks moving from other states. So I wanted to at least touch upon some of the perspective on those coming from other countries. Um, so if you can just tell us a little bit about the numbers of ref- refugees arriving in Maine from other countries. Uh, <clears throat> for this fiscal year so far, we have about, uh, I would say, close to 200. Uh, and they are all coming from, uh, actually, we have categorized them in big groups, three big groups. We have uh, what we call the refugees coming from almost all over the world, Africa, South Asia, and some part of Europe. And then we have the Afghan population, and then we also have the Ukrainian population. So these are the three categories we have. But I would say that uh, the people, uh, the population that we are working with are coming from uh, almost more than 30 countries all, all over the world. Okay, and I don't know if, if you've been listening to the conversation about the, the main uh, phrase of calling people who are not from Maine as people from away, and certainly the refugee community is certainly from farther away. How do you, you feel about um, Mainers in terms of welcoming people from other countries? 
Oh, in general, it's um, I mean, uh, Maine is a welcoming place. I would say uh, I uh, uh, I've never had uh, this experience where anybody have reported Maine not be a welcoming place. Uh, basically, because of the population that we are working with, most of the population are coming from uh, rural area of the world as well, and they feel like Maine is uh, you know. Um, Maine is uh, not, you know, the, the level of culture shock in terms of development is lower in Maine because it looks rural, it's, it has a bigger landscape, and uh, they can work distances to get their need met. And uh, it's not uh, a place that is, uh, you know, uh, that will make somebody feel too much overwhelmed. Apart from the demographics, I think uh, that's some of the positive aspect of Maine. And also people, there are genuinely people in Maine that are really welcoming. You know, uh, we have a more positive experience of welcoming than uh, negative experience in Maine. So um, the phrase of being from away, well, that's something, you know, um, sometimes we hear those. And uh, sometimes refugees and uh, immigrants are called new Mainers. And uh, even the phrase new Mainers is something that connotes the idea that, yes, you are in Maine, but you are new to Maine, right? So uh, that's something that I feel like people are kind of used to. And uh, I don't think it's something that's really uh, offensive in nature when people say that, you know. Uh, yeah, for me, I've not have any experience and I've never even got any report of uh, experience that uh, this has been something that is a barrier to successful integration in Maine. That's what sure. I can say. Well, thanks. Uh, thanks for making all those great points. That was Inza Watara. He is with the Maine Refugee Services for Catholic Charities, Maine. And going now to another caller, Annie, calling from Ellsworth. Hi, Annie. Go ahead. Hi. Um, when I moved here in the 70s, I met this darling old lady um, who was for, from one of the towns on Mount Desert Island, and she was wonderful to me. She taught me how to make rugs and taught me how to cook different things, and she was just a wonderful lady, and she was 98 years old. She had moved here when she was 17 uh, as a bride. And at 98, she ended up dying in bed. And I went to the convenience store um, the next morning to overhear two ladies talking about her. And one said, did you hear Minnie had died? And she, the other said, yes. And so I, and she said, is she going to be buried here or at home? Huh. So 81 years and still was not considered part of the community. What an I interesting realized, story. I realized then and there that I was never going to, to fit in. Um, and uh, the, that became much more apparent as, as time went on. I realized that I would not have been as accepted had I not been married to a local. Hmm. Um, but I think that it's been 30 years, and there's been a lot of people who have died off with that kind of attitude. And there are so many people who are from away who have taken over positions as far as, as 
being part of the town councils and so forth and owning businesses, etc., that essentially that kind of an attitude, I think, is gradually dissolving. I feel that you probably won't have that so much in Portland, but you will have it in the rural communities. It will linger on for for a while. Okay, well, thank you, Hanny, for calling in and sharing that story. And uh, we have actually a, uh, an email from Judy that kind of relates to that. It's This is the main phrase, if the kittens are born in the oven, it doesn't mean they're biscuits. My husband, who's from away, just reminded me of that saying. And I'm hoping, uh, Carmen, you can enlighten anyone who hasn't heard of that main phrase before. If the If the kittens are born in the oven, it doesn't mean they're biscuits means... It just means that if you're from away, you're from away. I mean, you're either, if you're a Mainer and you're born in Maine, then then that is the definition of of the way that we see native Mainers. And, you know, if you are born in, if your parents are from Maine and you're born in Massachusetts, you're not a Mainer either. So, you know, it, it's just not, it's just the way that we define things. It's not meant to be, a negative is meant to be a descriptor. Okay, an email from Kathy. I'm wondering if calling for someone from away has something to do with class. Maine has a long history of rich people coming to Maine for fun, or for example, for the sports who came to hunt, etc. And then all the summer people who live elsewhere the rest of the year. I'm not sure it is pejorative, though certainly some quality of irony or expressing some superiority over the visitor's inexperience or lack of endurance for the real Maine. And that's from Kathy, who says, I always tell people I'm from away, but my mother was born and lived in Bridgeton, and my grandfather went to Bowdoin, just a little defensive, haha. <laughs> so people definitely very conscious of, of this, um, the impacts of this phrase. April. Yeah, I think that it's, I've heard Maine described as uh, one big small town, that I think in many ways that what I was struck by here is how much face-to-face -face interaction happens in within communities and anthropologically speaking if people are meeting each other face-to-face -face, then the pressure can be on to get along <laughs> you know and to sort of like find ways in which to connect um, and I think that this phrase operates within that world in addition to sort of like all of these others um, that have been described as well, uh, that it is a social marker, but depending on who uses it, when and why, uh, and acts of interpretation that we have among the speaker and the listener, all of these can be very multivalent and have multiple meanings. Hmm. In fact, I think that's what uh, Mike calling from Westbrook, you would probably agree with what April just said. Go ahead, Mike. I think what April just said was uh, right on. Uh, from from my point of view, as a, a lifelong Mainer, so far anyway, uh, 71 years old, I live in, rural, in an urban area, but I have a camp in a rural area. And in that rural area, I'm from away. And what that means is that uh, I am not party to, uh, I, am, I am suspect because I don't know rural ways. I'm suspect because I don't, know or maybe don't understand the local politics. I think I've transcended a fair amount of that through time, but but the uh, the from away designation is about uh, again separating and uh, um, 
expressing suspicion and uh, anxiety. And maybe, maybe it's a class concern, too. Well, thanks, Mike. And I'm going to ask Carmen to follow up on that because it isn't, it's not just talking about people from another state, as you said, right? It's within Maine and right. for, for certain like, reasons. I live in Lincoln and I'm, yeah, I'm in, I live in Lincoln and I'm from away because I was born and raised and went to school in Presque Isle. Um, and I don't, I guess I don't see it the same way as Mike does. Um, that doesn't mean that, that that's not his experience, but my experience is more that um, when we, when I'm considered from away here, it just means that I didn't, I don't have the shared, um, sorry, um, okay. I don't have the shared experience that the people who were born and raised here have. I didn't go to their high school with them. I didn't know some of the people that they went to school with that have passed away. I didn't, you know, I didn't know what used to be in this building. It, it is it's a it's a shared culture thing that I'm excluded from because I didn't live here then and and it's and it's not necessarily a negative thing it, again I see it as a descriptor let's go real quick to Rosemary calling from South Portland Rosemary go ahead but if you can make it short that would be helpful I will make it very short thank you I just want to reinforce what your last speaker just said I, I think that honestly uh, people have become like overly sensitive in general. And if you've ever read Miguel Ruiz, The Four Agreements, he says, don't take, take things personally. It's not about you. Um, I am first generation in my family, but my parents and my older siblings were born in Boston. And we joked about it. And I would be proud of it, you know, that I'm the first one born in Maine. Um, I work with immigrant, refugee, and asylum seekers. And they want me to know where they're from. They want me to know the languages they speak. And even even if they left in conflict, they're still proud of their home. So it's everywhere. It's not about fitting in. It's, it's an identification. And one of your speakers said that, but I moved to Jefferson, Maine from, <laughs> from Old Orchard Beach, and I was from away. And, um, and, and it was partly because, well, so I might not know Varney's store, or I might not know <laughs> that the Bonds owned everything in town, you know, whatever that is. But it was not, uh, if it's negative, you'll know if it's negative. And I think that is by far the exception than the rule. Okay. I think the Thank majority- you, Rosemary. That's, I, I really appreciate your thoughts on that. And that would be our last call. We had so many. Sorry for no- those we didn't get to today. And thank you both for joining us today. Carmen McPhail is president of Maine Association of Realtors. And April Strickland is a professor of anthropology at Bates College. Today's sound engineer was Sandra Harris. Tomorrow on the program, teaching black history in schools and what students learn in Maine. I'm Cindy Hahn. You've been listening to Maine Calling on Maine Public Radio.